0: Come to yeah. the dance. F- dance. K- sure. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. What's up everybody? Uh, Welcome back. I haven't done a podcast on the GK show in a while since April. I've been trying to figure some things out. I plugged my headphones into the mic. I think that might kill some of the Crappy audio that I've been experiencing with this particular podcast. Uh, It's going to be a short one, just trying to catch everybody up um, who has been listening. I got messages from people wondering when I'm doing more of these, so I figure I need to get back to it. Just trying to find a rhythm so I could do it every day when I'm in town, you know what I mean? I'll wake up at 4 in the morning just as long as I can crank something out if I know uh, I have an angle or something to talk about. So I think the last podcast I did in April... I was down in Mexico, I was writing, producing on uh, the Fox show, Paradise Hotel, I was not allowed to say that at the time, I don't think, so I didn't, and I was writing, how it came about actually, if anybody watched Paradise Hotel on Fox, and now it's on Hulu, if you want to watch it, how it came about is actually, one of the executive producers contacted me to be the voiceover guy, I ended up writing the voiceover they contacted me to be the voiceover guy i auditioned sent in some stuff sent in some more stuff did all these different reads and then uh what i was told this is what i was told i've no idea if this is true i uh, don't want to get too specific i don't know if i'm supposed to be talking about this but uh so the the top person apparently when they heard my thing was like yeah i want i want that guy that guy's great let's take him and then it went around the table and his subordinates talked him out of it and then they chose somebody else and then the other person uh and now that i'm talking about this i wonder if i can even say this shit i don't know who's listening though um, anyways, I went with somebody that didn't like that person. And then when I'm down in Mexico and we're gearing up to get ready to go and everything, it was I was telling my wife I was like, so I'm either about to get fired. I don't know if they're going to use voiceover. This is all from my perspective, by the way. This is not. I was not in these conversations, but it felt like I was either about to get fired and go home, or I was going to be promoted because it sounded like I was in the running again. And anyways, they ended up, they ended up going with uh, this guy Richard Bacon, who's such a fun guy to hang out with. He's uh, very popular in the UK. He was the host of a the biggest children's show. Apparently, I forgot the name of it. He was the host of it for like five six years. So he's very popular in the UK. He fills in for Pierce Morgan on Good Morning Britain, and that guy was just a riot to hang out with. Uh, very, it's just always fun. You know, I'm I'm in a at a point where it's you know I like getting new gigs i need new gigs i need to work i got two young kids and uh when you hang around somebody who's already got plenty of money <laughs> and it's just kind of like yeah it'd be great you know if this worked out it'd be awesome if it doesn't work out we go home whatever like uh so it's fun to kick it with and then it was a lot of fun it's very interesting for me i had been on some tv shows before i've never been behind the scenes the way i was on this So it was very interesting to see the different network executives and how talented they are and the different things that they, um, you know, we I, I was in all the screenings because um, I had to be and part of my job and stuff. So I would see, you know, we'd watch different cuts and different scenes and you'd see people go, Oh, you know, like right here, we should do this. We should take that. Or we should move this here. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's interesting. And you know, I didn't catch that. That's very good. So there's a lot of work that goes into these shows. I don't want to talk too much about it. It was a very fun experience. It sucked being away from my family and my wife and kids for, six weeks uh i was able to go back to uh i flew back for the weekend right before we started because it was my wife's cousin's wedding and that was a lot of fun but it was so bad leaving my kids after i came back i was gone for about a week and then i came back for 48 hours legitimately i think it was like 46 hours and uh saying goodbye to my kids again my daughter's at an age my son is still so young and he's just like oh oh," and he starts crying and that's terrible my daughter is just straight up don't leave don't leave daddy please don't go don't leave don't go to work stay with me daddy i want you to stay with me and i just takes everything to not cry you know what i mean just have to push all those emotions down because I don't want my daughter and my son seeing a guy constantly crying every time he has to leave. Even though that's how I feel. Let's be honest. I'm pretty soft and that's how I feel. I love being around my family and it stinks every time I have to leave, but it's what I have to do. So uh yeah, so that was fun doing that on Paradise Hotel. And uh was a lot a lot of fun just going on Twitter. Cause everybody was going on Twitter after the show started airing to see what people were saying. I think it's weird that Twitter's the barometer. You know what I mean? Not everybody's on Twitter. Twitter, I feel like, are certain people, you know? It's like not everybody that eats at a restaurant leaves a Yelp review. But it was fun, because I would just type in, when everyone was checking it, they're checking it for different things, and I was just like, what are people saying about the voiceover guy, you know? And there were some people that were like, this guy's not as good as <laughs> Love Island or whatever. And in my head, I'm like, well, I'm kind of just doing what he does. Uh, trying to, anyways. But it's a different show. It wasn't the same type of show. But, uh... It was a lot of fun. I just typed in Paradise Hotel Narrator, and most people would just quote things that I wrote and everything. That was pretty cool. I mean, that was kind of like a fun experience um, to do that. And so, what else I've got going on? I've been busy. I've been going out performing uh, all over because I'm performing on cruise ships, which, you know, those man cruise ships, I'll tell you, the last one I did, I'm learning. I was performing at first on a lot of seven-day cruises at first, and then now they're moving around to different ships because they want, you know, they're, they're like, "Oh, you do good here. I want to, we want to see how you do good, here. you know, on these other ships." Basically, can we work you everywhere, kind of thing. And so I've been doing I, the last one I did was a four-day cruise, then a three-day cruise out of Miami. So I performed this four-day cruise, and I noticed that the clientele is a little different. The other comic who was on the ship with me has been doing it a lot longer than me. He was like, "Yeah, man," he goes, 7 day cruises." You know, those people just have more money because cruises are way more expensive. So you get a different group of people. And then he's like, four-day cruises, it gets, he goes, you get pretty ratchet. And he goes, and the three-day cruises, <laughs> he's like, those are something else, you know. So we did the four-day cruise and it was great. I felt like I'm, like, really figuring out these cruise shows and how to do it. And I'm doing all these different sets, and it's fun. I get to work on different material and, you know, everything. And the, the crowds are really, really appreciative They all come up to you afterwards. Not every single person, but most people. It seems like come up to you and like, oh, that was great. Um, So, and I'm doing four totally different sets, and it's fun. And uh, but that three day cruise, man. The first show, I was like, for some reason, I was in my head. I'm like, I hope this cruise doesn't suck because the other one was great, and the first show is great, which is cool because people come back to your other shows because you're doing different sets. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. So I set the tone. Like, had a great first show. That means like the rest of the show should be easier. And the rest of the shows, like, they weren't bad, but they weren't as good as the other crews, right? they weren't as good as the first show on that cruise. So I'm like, okay, whatever. It's not, they're not bad. If they're good. People are still like, hey, you're great, blah, blah. So then the last show, I'm doing it was an interesting cruise because we we left from Miami, did two show no, one show that night. Then the next day we're just at sea. We did two shows that night. And then the next night is the last night. Because it's a quick little three-day cruise. Right? It's a little quick turnaround. And they had been, the next day, or the, th- the third day, we're just, we go to the we went to the Bahamas. And everybody hangs out. That's the thing. On the, I'm learning the port days when people get off the ship. You know, they're partying a lot on the cruise, right? They're drinking a lot on the cruise. They're partying. They're eating a lot. You know, they're with their friends. They're celebrating something they're with their family. They're celebrating something. Everybody's like going at it. So by the end of the cruise, especially on a three-day cruise, I think like those people really pack it in. Like they're like, we're gonna have as much fun as possible in three days. So I had the late show. The other comic had the ten thirty show, and I had the eleven thirty show. And he, as soon as he saw that, he's like, "Man, I'm so glad I don't have that eleven thirty show." And I was like, "Why?" Well, goes, "You'll see." He's like, "That show was pretty rough usually because people are tired. They're tired from being at the port all day. They're tired from partying for three days straight. It's you know the last night of the cruise. It's just like whatever. Like a lot of people just stroll in. You know, like the comedy club is part of the ship, so it's not like they bought." A ticket like hey I, we really really want to see this show some people really really want to see the show and some people are like we're just strolling here i'm half asleep i'm drunk i'm passing out so i'm doing the show and i could tell right away i've been doing this a long time i could tell right away i'm like this is not gonna be my best show ever it's not gonna be my best set but but the thing that's funny is like a lot of people came to see me again because they, they liked me from the other shows right so i felt I'm very honest about this. A lot lot of comics always pretend they always do well. I have some great shows. I most mostly I do really well, and I have some duds. Right? Everybody has some shows are like shit. That was not. I'm glad no one filmed that. So, uh, I could tell right away. I'd say 30 to 50 percent of the crowd liked me. Like they were there for me because they'd laugh. I hit my punchlines. They laughed. They laughed. They got my vibe. They liked me. They came back to see me. But the back of the room. I could tell 50, 60% of the crowd was just like, fuck this guy. I don't like this guy, right? Like they're just like they weren't gonna it was tough to break them. And so there and and, and it's you could just tell people were drunk because you walk in, I'm on stage already, you know, whatever, and people are kinda like there's certain tables where they're just kinda talking, doing their own thing, like standing up. Like they're not even sitting down. It's just like, okay. But it's a, you know, you just gotta do what you gotta do. So just like one table i knew was like not going to be into me because the way they were just disrespecting the whole idea of me even being on stage from the beginning and at one point this girl the two girls get up and i'm like i know they're we walking out sometimes they're like oh maybe they're going to the bathroom sometimes they're like they fucking don't like me they're leaving <laughs> so that's what was happening so they're getting up and i was like oh there they go you know because they're right, right in the middle. And this girl goes, you ain't funny. <laughs> and I was like, I could have scripted that this was going to happen from the beginning of the show. And I was like, all right, yeah. I think I said something like, yeah, I kind of you know, assumed that was your take. By the way, your body is leaving the room. And she's like, you ain't said a funny thing since you've been up there. And it's just weird because you know half the crowd is laughing at everything I say. And I get that some people don't like it. It was always so interesting to me because comedy's subjective. So it's like, yeah. I'm not going to argue. Some comics are like, oh, they get angry if that happens, you know? And, uh, but it's like, you can't be angry. It's comedy. They don't find it funny. They don't find it funny. I'm not going to convince her I'm funny to her. I'm not funny to her, right? Especially in that moment. I feel like at another show, she would have loved me, but not that show. And, uh, not in that situation. She seemed pretty drunk, too, as she was walking. I mean, I don't know her. Maybe that's her normal walk, but that definitely seemed like a very drunk, like, slide out of the room. You know what I mean? Um, like a shuffle so anyways that happened and the other comedy was funny because he was like man you handled that way better than i would have handled that and i was like it is, it is what it is you know and i just kept like referencing it after she left and made and then and then it's funny because then i opened up like the rest of the crowd then people started like really opening up because they realized i didn't give a fuck so anyways i'm doing more more stuff like that uh and i wrote a children's book that uh, should have been done at the beginning of June. It was really sc- originally scheduled. I wrote it and then have it, it, it's being illustrated. and it was supposed to be done beginning of June. It's obviously end of July now it's still being tweaked, um, having some issues with that. But I'm really, 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 really excited about that. So once it is out, I'm definitely going to let you guys know more about that. because um, it's like a, it really means a lot to me. Uh, I've never done something like this. It's a new venture for me. And also I'm giving, uh, proceeds I'm giving, I couldn't put it in the book because of legal reasons, but I'm giving 10%. I put it in the book, but not the percentage, but I'm giving 10% of all the proceeds to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is, uh, it fights a very specific type of cystic fibrosis. If you don't know what cystic fibrosis is, Google it. I have a very, very close friend, very near and dear to my heart. Um, she has CF and so my family's always been very involved in cystic fibrosis stuff and they have been a, you know, they have been curing or treating, I think yeah, curing, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the types of CF, but her type they haven't. And just to give you an example of how shitty this disease is, when my friend was born, the life expectancy for people with C F was eighteen. Like she was not supposed to live past eighteen. She's now thirty <sighs> One, i think i think she's 31 but she's out she's over 30 the point is but the thing is like if you have cf i'm not an expert on exactly how to describe it but if me and you get a cold you know we get a cold whatever if you get a cold and you have cf like you might die it's that serious you have to be hospitalized a lot and so anyways i wanted to do something i wrote this book i didn't write the book for cf it has nothing to do with cf but i wrote this book i just had this idea for the book um and once once the book is out i'll explain more and you guys will be able to see it and i'll post about it uh so um and i'll I'll always post you know and stuff like that is my instagram my twitter is jeff keith g-e-o-f-f-k-e-i-t-h um so that's all in the show notes so uh, really excited. If I could raise money for that, that'd be great. Um, I told the people at the organization, because they're all excited about it, and I said, look, I just hope I sell some books. <laughs> I go, because I would hate to send you a check for, like, here's $7.32. I would much rather it be, here's another check for $732, or here's a check for $7,000. You know, I don't know. I'm going to do my best just to promote it myself. Uh, so I'm very excited about that, and... What else? Um, I don't know. I'm going to be, I have a couple of interviews I'm doing. I'm going to be doing, I have some people agree to do it that are just people who I feel like social media is such a weird place. I'm terrible at it, but it's such a weird, interesting place. I've seen people comment on certain things I've posted, and I'm like, you know, you're bored, you're taking a shit or something. You're like, scroll through, like, who is that? I don't know who that is. It's not a friend of mine, it's not another comedian or something um and then he sees people and like this one girl i saw and i'm like oh she was like on american idol i don't you know i didn't know i don't know who that is and then that's really cool and this other guy saw me at a show in missouri and he commented on something and he's like this reggae artist and he um uh, you know he's, he's got a he's got a qu- like quite a following going on and stuff so it's like i just want to have conversations where I'm like talking to these people for the first time. So i reached out to a couple of people, those two that I just mentioned, and they have agreed to do it. They might back out, who knows, but I got to find the time. But mainly I'm just going to try and crank out as much of these as possible uh, where I'm just talking myself because I want to make sure I can get something out every single day. So I might talk about certain ideas I have for bits that I'm trying on stage, certain things that didn't work and certain things that did work. I have this one bit I tried last night. Now that I'm talking about it where i was at costco okay and i'm sure everybody knows costco but if you don't it's like a wholesale store or whatever and they sell things in bulk and all that right so they sell like pool stuff right they sell like floaties and stuff for pools and little uh lounge things for pools and they also sell big ass rafts for you know lakes and shit like that so i'm at my costco and there's you know I'm walking by where all the big rafts and stuff are there's this raft that's legitimately I don't know 20 feet long 25 feet it's huge right big thing this lady next to me goes who's got a pool that big she thought it was for the pool so now I'm just trying to work out a bit about that you know like uh you know God does and it's he calls it a lake it's not a pool or you know I hope she goes through the store obviously i'll perform this but <laughs> she goes to the i hope she goes to the store just dumbfounded by everything at costco you know what i mean there's like a huge pack of socks and there's a bunch of q-tips and she's just like no one's got that many feet who's got that many ears what kind of store is this so that was. Some, i'm just gonna go through my notes about some other thing oh man i don't like it when people i used to have a friend who was like i could do anything i put my mind to it's like no you can't that's not true why do you have? A, why do you work for somebody then you know what i mean why? 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 Why are you not telling me this from your yacht? You can do anything you put your mind to. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why aren't you rich? Why aren't you? Uh, can you fly? You can't fly. Well, you can read Chinese, write Japanese. No, none of this stuff. You know, I feel like the Asian languages look pretty tough. Um, and if you could do anything you could put your mind to, you're an asshole if you haven't cured AIDS, cured cancer, cured cystic fibrosis. Like you haven't cured anything. If you you have superpowers. You could do anything you put your mind to. You haven't even cured psoriasis. Come on. You got these special powers, and you're just keeping them all to yourself. Um, here's a bit that I could not. I can't get to work. The way it's not like it gets a laugh, but it's just not a big enough laugh. You know what I mean? Jerry Seinfeld said once that your jokes are kind of like a baseball team, you know, and or just a sports team, I guess. And You know, once you get better and better jokes, the other ones have to be good enough to make the roster. So this one definitely is not good enough to make the roster so far. I've tried it a few different times. Basically, I've got chicken legs, I've got skinny legs, and I want bigger legs. So I looked up, you know, the thing that's great about the internet, there's so many bad things, there's so many great things. You can just look stuff up and, like, for workouts you know, come on, like, there's all these, like, fitness programs, just go on YouTube, there's all these guys who are like, hey, here's how you get shredded, in whatever, I'll talk about that in a second, too, but, um, all these different workouts that you can do, and you don't even need to, like, hire a trainer, so I was like, what's a good way to make your legs bigger, you know, it's a workout for that, and there's, like, one-legged squats, so I was like, fuck, my legs are so weak, and my back is so fucked up, I wonder if I could even do that, I can, and I've been doing those, and I still have chicken legs, obviously, I'm not going to change my whole bone structure, and body, and everything, but, I definitely think my thighs look bigger. Okay, so all that setup just to tell you this. So the joke I'm trying to work on is I was I was uh I was naked and um, my wife like you know, I got out of the shower or something and I said, hey babe, what do you think? You think that my my legs look a little thicker? And she was like, uh, your penis looks smaller. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> sounds good. I'm trying to figure out the way to make it to get the point across that i could care less that my penis like i think it's a good thing my penis look smaller because that means my legs look bigger maybe it's just not as funny as i think but i just like the idea of me just being excited about my legs looking bigger so um another thing i haven't tried this yet but my wife gives me the weirdest compliments uh she told me the other, this is a few weeks ago, but she said to me, cause I'm you know, getting gray hair and I just, I'm starting to look, I'm definitely looking older than I used to. I used to look very young for my age and now I kind of like look exactly my age, I think. Maybe even older, I don't know, I'm not trying to. But I used to, I used to be in like much better shape and I just, I had more of a baby face. So my wife goes, hey, she goes, you're starting to look like a man. And I was like, what? And she goes, no, no, I just mean like you're aging. And I'm like, do you hate me? Are these supposed to be compliments? i'm finally starting to look like a man oh no i just mean that you're aging imagine if i said that to my wife you know what i mean hey you're starting to finally look like a woman no i just mean that you look old you look you're aging your your skin (laughs) it's wrinkled and loose like i don't know um all right i wrote some things down that aren't even jokes but my daughter picks her nose we always catch her picking her nose and we always tell her not to the thing is i pick my nose you know what i mean it's hard to be like, quit picking your nose, but she's like, well, you pick your nose. It's like fucking well, good point. You know what I mean? Like checkmate. She beats me every time on that. So, oh, the thing I was gonna say about the workout thing. So I, I looked at this other workout. I don't know how I stumbled across it. I think it was just one of those things that YouTube goes, hey, you might like this, and they were right. I did. Some dude tat, tatted it up. Great shape. He's got a great body, and it was like, do this every morning, and you'll be shredded. I'm like, all right, cool. And my buddy Sean, I remember when he was playing basketball in the Philippines, I think. Yeah, when he was playing in the Philippines, he had this trainer guy who was crazy. And he would say, he's like, dude, do this workout. And then this is when I was in better shape. And I would do this when I didn't have time to go to the gym to swim or play basketball, or whatever I was doing. I would do this at-home workout. It was great. And it was quick. I would knock out like 20 minutes and I'd be drenched in sweat and just breathing hard. And I'm like, man, that was a great workout. So that was kind of, this. this workout was sort of similar. So the guy does it. He goes through the whole thing, do this, do this for 45 seconds, do 25 of these, do this for 45 seconds, do 20 of these, right? And then he finishes the whole thing, and I'm like, sweet, that looks like a fucking good workout. I can knock that out. And he goes, all right, guys, so there it is. Uh, that was that was the first set. I'm going to do three more sets of that for a total of four sets, and then you're done. Do that every morning, and you'll be ripped. It's like, dude, if I could could do that every morning, I'd already be ripped. Like, you have to be ripped to get through that fucking four times. I tried to do it. The last couple of days, I did the first day, I got through it once. I did the first thing, and I was breathing so hard, I was sweating. My throat hurt. You know like when you're, you've been to like high elevation and the air is thinner and your throat starts to burn? My throat was burning. Like I couldn't get oxygen in or something. And I'm like, okay, I can't do a second set. This guy does four just to just as a thing every morning. So uh the next day i was like oh, i can't let this defeat me i go i'm gonna try and do two so i did the first one i was able to do it way better than than the day before then i did two sets of that and i was like you know what i think i could have done a third but i didn't want to press it you know what i mean if you, that's the thing especially when you get older you don't want to like go too hard to call it like weekend warrior i'm gonna build up to it so then today i just went to the gym did some some uh, cardio stuff because I didn't want to do that three days in a row. Because it also this is a thing, man. There's burpees involved. And if you know what burpees, you have to. It's like a push up, then you into like a you stand up and jump. And the jump, man, I haven't done that a while my back it fucked up my back. My back was definitely hurting. I have to. It's so weird how I have to work out now. I have to like hang upside down from my teeter thing after I work out because my back's all jammed up and I have all these aches and pains. So back in the day it's like oh i'm going to the gym i think i'll play basketball competitively at a high level for three hours and then i'll go lift weights for a solid hour and then i'll just go eat whatever i want because i burn nine million calories a day and look at my six pack and now it's just like oh, <laughs> i gotta hang upside down that was a lot just don't touch me for a second i need a moment so anyways those workouts are fantastic though um Listen, I think there is definitely something I was also wanting to talk about, um, but I can't remember right now. So, yeah, Paradise Hotel, check it out on Hulu. I wrote the voiceover. A lot of voiceover is not jokes. I, like, I wrote a lot of jokes, and they didn't all get in. So a lot of it is just narrating what happened. Like, it's a new day in paradise. The sun has risen over paradise. Night has fallen over, you know, paradise and all that stuff. So, um, you know, sure, it shows what it is. I thought it turned out pretty good uh, overall. And it was fun to work on. Oh, I met a lot of like really cool people. That's what I want to talk about. I worked closely with some uh, producers who I'd never met before. Uh, the ones I did know on the show, like we're working on other stuff. And like, and then so the people I worked with very closely, they were all Brit- or Two of them were British and one was Scottish. And I love these people. They were so cool. And they all live in LA. I thought they all lived in the UK. I thought they were with the, uh, there's two big production companies involved. I thought one of them, I thought I just assumed they were all, I had no idea what I was doing. One was freelance, uh, two were freelance. One was an in-house produ- uh, executive producer for Fox. But I love these people, man. And I've already seen two of them since I've been back. I had an interview uh, at the CBS lot for some other Fox show, to possibly Right on. Haven't heard anything, so probably didn't get it. But um, I ran into one of them, Becca, when I was there, and it was just so cool to see her not in, like a stressed out environment. She was so she had so much going on when she was down there, and it was just like lovely talking to her for like a little bit after my interview and then I went over to, to my new friend Susie's house about my wife and kids just like fun I was like so great I, I, I have such a weird solitary life being a comedian on the road and it's just comedians are just we're just weirdos and we bump into each other at airports we bump into each other on gigs or, or maybe you know I'll bump into somebody I'm like I didn't know you were working cruises oh yeah and, and then like that's cool but you know you're bumping people at like clubs and stuff but we don't get to see each other very often it's just like a very weird Uh, life so I just I don't know it's just nice to meet different types of people and all that and also love their accents man I just love British accents oh while we're down there I would uh I because I like to fuck around right and do it like I just mess with people so I would always be doing accents and it was so funny because at one point Becca said to me she was like your accent doesn't even sound British and then fast forward a couple weeks I would, before, like, the final cut, I would scratch in my own voice for the the voiceover lines before we got Richard to do them, and I would just do an impression of Richard, and Becca looked at me during one of the screens, and she goes, is that, is that you? Is that you, or is that Richard? And I go, oh, is it me? Huh, yeah, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because I do a pretty fucking okay British accent, so anyways, I had a great time down there. Hopefully, I could do more fun, interesting things. I just like working with other people. It's weird to be doing everything uh, by yourself all the time. It just messes with your head being on the road for so many years. Uh, all right, here's the last funny thing that happened. I did this, um, oh, this not a funny thing. I did this uh, private event. Somebody saw one of the things I do on Instagram, which I think are really funny they haven't really caught on but whatever i'm gonna keep doing them but i make these cartoon character faces and they talk as me and stuff whatever if you have the iphone whatever iphone i got the x do i have the x or the 8 whatever it is it comes with that and so i started doing these things and i think that i to do these characters i think it's pretty fun and one of them is like this old jewish guy i'm jewish don't know and be offended and uh this uh APAC young leadership saw it then they hired me and I got to go out to New York and MC their big event in New York City which was so much fun and I got to meet the the president elect of APAC and um it was just it was, a, it was really fun I got to see my best friend Sean who uh lives out there now cuz he works for the NBA so it was a lot of fun and um while I was in New York City is the last thing I'll tell you I guess and then I'll go um, Oh, and if you haven't yet, please rate and review the podcast. I should just say that. I should say that up front. If you just rate it and review it, it helps out so much. Um, I've barely been doing this, and I already have 25. Pretty proud of that. If I could get it up to like $25,000, that would be great, but obviously I don't have the listeners yet. So um, I'm walking along the street. I'm in a suit because I just came from – I was going. Was I going to the event? I came from the event, and this guy comes up to me on the street asking for money, and he goes – He's like, hey, man, he's like, can I have some money? And I said, oh, man, I'm sorry, I can't. I said, I go, I wish I was in, oh, no, I said, I go, I'm not in a position where I could just be giving away money. That's what I say sometimes. I used to give money, and then sometimes I saw a guy once, I gave him money, and then, because he lied about, like, oh, I just need gas for my car, and it wasn't his car, and I found out later it was, like, this comedian's car who I knew. So then I was, I'm just, I don't know, now that I have kids, I'm like, I can't be giving away money you know just people on the street i give to charity and stuff but i can't be just giving it to people randomly asking. so i go hey man i go sorry i go uh i'm not in a position where i could just give away money and then this guy ends up giving me this weird like bummy pep talk where he goes well, you need to get in a position where you, you know he's like that's your problem you know you need to get in a position to give me some money and i was like huh and i'm like where's the fucking what are the balls on this guy the chutzpah the moxie for this guy asking me just to give him money. And then when I say no, he's like, well, you need to get in a position where you can give me money. And then I just laughed because it was funny. I go, hey, man, I wish I I wish I wish could. And then he goes, that's your problem, man. You need to stop wishing and make it happen. He goes, we're in New York City. <laughs> he's like, this is the city of dreams. And I'm like, "Fucking, why is it the city of dreams for me but not you? You go fucking make some money. Give me some money. So anyways, I thought it was a pretty good pitch. And I didn't have any money on me. Otherwise, maybe I would have given him something after that. But okay, sorry, I'm so low key. Uh, I'll be back. And yeah, please rate the podcast five stars. I will. I promise. When I'm in town, I'm gonna just start talking about whatever. I'm I'm just gotta get some stuff going out, and I got some interviews lined up. I would. I would love to do an interview show every single day. It's just so hard scheduling that. I'm watching my kids when I'm in town uh like all day cuz my wife went back to working she's teaching full time again and and she has her own company where she uh coaches cheerleaders and uh teaches cheerleading and stuff so I'm when I'm when I'm out of town I don't have access to this you know I don't really have access to the internet on those ships and then when I'm in town I'm watching my kids all day so it's like every now and then I'll get a day where my wife takes the kids to her parents and I'm able to knock some stuff out but It's really hard to schedule with other people because I have so much going on. They have so much going on. So it's really hard to schedule the interviews. I would love to just interview people every single day. New interviews, new people. Because I love talking to new people and all that. That's my dog, by the way, that just burped. I have a dog who burps. I have no idea. No one knows where this comes from. I'm so glad I got recorded. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, tell, Tell people about the GK show um yeah check out the instagram at jeff keith twitter at jeff keith and uh, yeah i'll continue to try and bring you guys some stuff I, I also got some other people that i'm gonna for sure get on that are interesting they're always fun talk to some comics now my dog's barking thank you for the time to my daddy